Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Welcome to the weekly recap of Madam Secretary with the Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan of Satellite Sisters, and I'll be joined by my sister, Julie Dolan. We are a weekly talk show. We've been on the air for 15 years on radio and podcast, and you have found our recap of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. We're real sisters, not real TV experts, but we love watching Madam Secretary as much as you do. For more information about Satellite Sisters or to find our other podcasts, you can go to SatelliteSisters.com or find us on iTunes, Stitchers, or, you know, wherever podcasts are sold. (sighs) Stay tuned for Madam Secretary Weekly Recap. This is Season 2, Episode 1. Listening to Satellite Sisters, I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California, with my sister Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. We regularly do a podcast called The Satellite Sisters, but once a week now we're doing a recap of one of our favorite TV shows, Madam Secretary on CBS. This week it was the season two debut, so we have season two, episode one. And Julie, a lot happened in this episode. I mean, there was singing, there was dancing, there was oath taking. There was drug usage. <laughs> there was all kinds of stuff in this episode. What did you think of the first show of the season? It was a blockbuster, Leon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it went right to the top, right at the beginning. I mean, I guess it was bound to happen that Elizabeth was going to be made president, but I didn't see it coming. So, and I was excited because that's our third woman president. We had Gina Davis, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and now we've had three women presidents on television, and that can only bode well for the future of the American Republic, I think. All right, let's let's get right down to it. We're going to go through the episode. We have commentary. You can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com. Um, but in the opening scene, we have the vice president show up. Now, Julie, I don't believe we'd seen the vice president before in Madam Secretary. He looked wholly unfamiliar and like he might have wandered in from um, a shoe salesman convention. Did he? I, I, I'm glad you said that because even though I've, saw, I've seen pretty much all of season one, I was like, who is that guy? Who is that guy? And uh, so it took me a second to figure out um, that he indeed was the vice president. And I was thinking the whole time, that guy could never get elected. I mean, I know no one looks good in a golf shirt, but <laughs> but he really did not look good in a golf shirt, did he? Well, he was feeling a little sick, Liam, too, okay? And he had that, uh, you know, President George Bush move where he vomited on his um, on his guests, which is never good, Liam. It's, it's never ne- good. But it, it did set up the, you know... Trans-Pacific, you know, trade agreement, which Mm -hmm. kind of echoes the real news. So that's what we get. We get the vice president. He goes down on the golf course uh, when he's talking to world leaders from the Asian countries about a trade deal. And then we cut to Elizabeth. And she, as we know, she's Madam Secretary or MSEC, as she is called by security. And her staff is briefing her on probably one of the stupidest plot points we're going to see all season. Let's hope that she has to appear in a talent show. And for some reason, she has to sing. 
Leanne, this was culturally very, very accurate. As you know, um, I've, I lived in Thailand for five years. My husband worked in Thailand, in Asia. It is very common in a business setting and a business meetings to have karaoke, to have singing contests. Really? So this, oh yes, Leanne. Oh yes. There was a lot of singing. My husband had to do a lot of singing when he worked in Asia. So this was culturally right on target, Liam. Okay. Well, we have the staff members. They're all encouraging her. You can do it. We're going to write a funny song. It'll be a parody song of a Billy Joel song. And they love it. And of course, we all know, because we're looking at the staff members, that the staff of Madam Secretary at the State Department includes not one, but two Tony Award winners. <laughs> so, oh, we're like, oh, really? And they had to figure out how to bring in song and dance, Lee, and it was only a matter of time. So, uh, yeah. So this, but this was accurate. So whoever did the research, uh, right on target. Okay. So we're setting that up. You know, the vice president goes down. She's got to sing. And then we see her cousin at, or her husband at the, the war college where he's teaching now, his military ethics class. And we have, uh, you know, soldiers from all over the world there for some reason, including a couple of Russians. And Julie, this is why I knew you would love the show. You also lived in Russia. What did yes. you think of the Russian, of the fake Russian accents? <laughs> they were very fake, Lane. Okay. Very- that's what I very, thought. Very, very fake. Okay. That's all I can say. Okay. But this whole thing is like setting up a blockbuster episode. Like what's happening to all the people running the government? Oh my gosh. How is she going to sing? And, and her husband, who also is an NSA agent, is being asked to cultivate some assets in his class. And then who should arrive on the scene but Claire from Law & Order. <laughs> Were you surprised to see her? As the NSA yes, handler? I was. But I thought, well, she, she's very experienced. Again, I was glad to see it was a mature woman in that role as the handler. But it's a really tough assignment. I mean, the idea that the professor, you know, the teacher could turn his students that way seems like it's just there. It's going to be very, very tricky. Yes. And she and he he objected, Henry, because as we know, he's the salt of the earth. He's more ethical than thou. He quotes E.M. Forster in his lectures. And there was a whole blackboard, which, first of all, no one uses anymore in a college. (laughs) Right. I mean, that college was like Oxford or something. Where did they film that? But he had all kinds of notes about all of Aristotle's, the eight books of Aristotle that no one would ever write on a blackboard anymore. But his his duty now is just to observe and uh, assess these Russians. And in the meantime, the next scene, we get it. Finally, what we've been waiting for, Madam Secretary arrives at the Oval Office and she is sporting the first tie blouse of season two, Julie. She's got the, uh, I, that's the tie an blouse. Unfortunate tre- it's an unfortunate trend, uh, I, I, you know, that I, 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 you know, that I'm sorry to see did not die uh, with season one. So, well, you had back. to actually wear them the first time around and th- that was traumatic, right? Those blouses. Yes, it was. Very traumatic. That's right. In the 80s, I'm still not over it. So I see those shirts and I shudder. That's all I can say. See, I think it's a modern take. I I didn't wear them. I was fortunately spared the tie blouse. So for me, it looks like a fresh take, but I'm sure for you, it brings up a lot of bad memories. Yes, it does. It's kind of a trigger. I mean, they should probably put a trigger warning on the show. It is. It's a trigger shirt. Next next week, they're going to feature shoulder pads, and we'll all feel bad. So, oh, gosh, and perms. If those perms start back, I'm really... 
Okay. I don't know what I'm going to do. So she's in the Thai blouse. She's making breakfast. She's chatting with the fam. You know, she's always doing that. She's balancing work, life. She's doing it all. She's got the one son who fancies himself an anarchist and left the fancy Quaker school. And now he's writing a paper on a jailed journalist and his teacher won't approve it because she doesn't feel like that's a good role model. And there's some discussion there and high-fiving from the parents. But she's got to go to the White House, Julie. She has mm-hmm. got to go to the White House. And uh, what happens when when she gets to the White House? She discovers Air Force One is missing. <laughs> really bad news. That is really bad news, Liam. Yes. I thought that was a good plot uh, uh, line. You know, that could happen. You know, it's missing. I, I forgot to write down, what did they call it? The, the act that's, they're at DEF CON 3. Someone is trying to take out the top tier of the American government. What was it called? Not a Ponzi scheme. There was a word for it they used, right? I didn't write yes. it down. I, I didn't write it down either. Okay. But it's, but it's now serious. So the president is missing. You have the vice president. He's out of He's, he's out of commission. He's out of right? commission. He's having he's sweaty. Yeah. Gallbladder surgery, so right. which sounds terrible. And uh, third in line, Leanne, who would that be? This is a little civics test. That Speaker of the House. Okay. And where is he? He's out to lunch, man. No, he's no, 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 not the Speaker of the House. No, that was the Senate pro tem. The Speaker of the House is also on the plane, Liam. Oh, Who, that's right. Best. I'm sorry. Okay. So now, so okay, because now we get down to number four. That is the Senate pro tem. Okay. And he, he's out to not, lunch. He was not mentally capable, and they no. were. He was a senator. They were just. It, it was a little secret. They were, you know, people were covering for him. But he uh, was not fully functioning, and it became quite obvious in the uh, in the Oval Office because he said, "Oh, I haven't been here in a while." He thought he was there for the Reagan administration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I thought that was a good twist. So the next thing you know, our girl, uh, Sec- Madam Secretary, is being sworn in. She's taking the oath of office from who better than Supreme Court Justice Morgan Freeman? I think he should be a Supreme Court justice, don't you? Yeah, he he really brings a lot of gravitas to it, Leanne. He does. And I thought Elizabeth had a lot of gravitas as she took the oath. You know, yes. It was very good. It yes. It was very good. She was not gleeful or anything like that. Her, her good friend, the president, was missing. You know, things were starting. They're at DEFCON 3. It's a serious situation. Morgan Freeman does not blow the oath of office and gets it right. And he also directed that episode, by the way. And... <laughs> Uh, and uh, that's it. She's now the third female president on TV. And it's very exciting for all of us watching on the couch. I'm sure you were excited. But I really was. I just, I didn't expect it in episode no. one. So it was, it was a very strong start. And she's told pretty much just stay here in the office, right? Just don't do anything. Don't tell anyone. She's got the prickly um, the chief of staff that she has to deal with. And just Russell Jackson, and you thought that they had reached some detente last season in season one, but they're back to their very prickly, mistrusting relationship here in episode two. So in the meantime, you know, she's just going to stay put, and they have to go get her family, right? That's the thing. Like, oh, now her family is in danger, and they all have to come to the White House. And where do they find her daughter, Stevie? Stevie, Stevie. the college dropout. Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. Stevie. Just continues to make incredibly bad choices with her life, right? Am I yeah. right? She, so I where is she? She is in the arms of her new boyfriend. Right. And, 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 and he's a fine fellow, isn't he? The new boyfriend, right? He is the president's son. 
That's the good news. The bad news is, unfortunately, he's just gotten out of rehab for the third time, and he appears to be not sober anymore because in a you know, completely like we knew this is coming. Oh, let me wear your leather jacket scene. Oh, what falls out of his pocket, but heroin heroin. And then what does Stevie do? Because she is so smart. She doesn't throw it down the toilet, right? No, no. She says she, you know, she, she, she puts it in her pocket. Oh yeah. That's smart. That was so smart. And then in bursts the secret service or the FBI or the CIA, I guess it's the secret service Secret Service, and they, they scoop her up and they take her to the white house along with the husband, along with the son and the other daughter, everyone's going to the white house. They're going to be in a secure room, but they can't tell them what's going on. In the meantime, was that the best scene ever when she was getting the football and the biscuit? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Leanne. I mean, there were a couple of football lines, if you noticed there. Did you notice that transition? Henry talking to his potential Russian spies about football, and then uh, she gets the football. Did you know that thing was called the biscuit, though, the coats? No, I didn't know that. I didn't know about the biscuit. I knew about the football. I like that. I like that, Liam. I'm glad we have people like that, that are, you know, doing their job. They're followers, Leon, the guy carrying the football. He's He's in charge of the football. She's in charge of the biscuit. Much like the heroin, she just sticks the biscuit in her pocket. So (laughs) I was like, isn't there a better place for the biscuit? I know. What would you do? I would get, I would get a fanny pack immediately or or some cross, (laughs) or some cross body bag to put the biscuit in. In the meantime, uh, in the meantime, the new Madam President has a uh, she is an ally in the uh, in the secretary in the assistant out front, and all she asks for is coffee. Does that coffee take forever to get there? I'm like, well, <laughs> someone get her that coffee right away. What right would, away. I mean, she's I the would president. Like, I would coffee. like the president or or Madam Secretary. I would like her to use a saucer. She's yeah. continually picking up coffee cups right. without the saucer. Yeah, and, right. you know, my, our mother wouldn't have liked that no. at all, at all. It's the Oval Office, and those things can stain that desk <laughs> they, and they everything. Can. Yeah. They can't. Okay. Okay. So, so then her staff comes in. Now, we haven't talked much about her staff, but apparently, if you watch TV, and this happens on many shows, four people run the entire State Department. <laughs> <laughs> It's Madam Secretary. Well, she's the fifth. And then there's the assistant, Blake. There's the speechwriter, Daisy. There's the policy guy. Uh, I don't even know what his name is. This policy guy. Policy yeah. guy. And then there's the speechwriter, Matt. Yeah. And so, uh, and several of them are having a completely unbelievable romance that we'll get to, I'm sure, later. But they're pretty psyched that she's now Madam President. And they call her that about 100 times. And they just can't help themselves. And, uh, but and, they're kind of lined up like a Broadway show. Yeah. Did you notice that where they had like a front row and a back row? Yeah. And Nadine. Yes. It's a chorus line, Julie. <laughs> it is. A, it was, they were lined up like chorus lines. Exactly. So <laughs> I really need this job. Uh, so um, so even though she's now the president of the United States, they are forced once again to talk about the talent show. <laughs> so, and it's very important that you sing and participate. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just can't believe it. But here you go. They are just raising the stakes. Like they got to get all souls accounted for. They, they locate the plane. The president appears to be okay. It does appear to be some problem with the communication system. We have, you know, more people coming in and out of the show. We've got the, you know, she's already always in the, what's it? The security room. What's it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, with uh, she's found out that she doesn't, 
uh, that her national security advisor that she likes very much has been fired by the president. She's not too happy about that issue. No, she's mad about that. Yeah. She should have been in on the loop about that. And she asked why she was. And they, you know, they give her a, a bad answer. And she's the president of the United States at this moment. So that that doesn't go over well at all. Now, what I liked was that our former executive producer, Corny Cole, emailed me knowing we were doing this. And she said, I think they stole that storyline from Liz Dolan's story. That, you know, it's like Liz's Quicksilver exit when they didn't tell her what was going on. Corny is convinced that the writers of Madam Secretary stole that bit from the Liz Dolan storyline. What okay. do you think well, about that? Everybody, everybody's listening to our podcast, Lane, so it's quite possible. <laughs> Now, if I was the president, Liam, what would be the first thing you'd do if, when you got in that office? I know I'd order more than a cup of coffee. Yeah. I would have ordered a lot of food. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just to see. I might have done some executive actions and things, uh, but I like the fact that she, she did a presidential pardon. That was, that was good. That was exciting. Yes. She does the presidential pardon when it's clear that the president's coming back. She only has like 10 more minutes to be the president, and then the chief of staff is going to take her official pen away. And she is able to sign a presidential pardon for the hero journalist that her son is writing the paper on. So that's a nice little loop. And then um, here's the thing, though. Things that are going to come back. Okay. She knows about the daughter and the president's son now. Yeah. The daughter tells the father, oh, my gosh, I have heroin in her pocket. <laughs> like, yeah. so instead, so the father, you know, even though he's perfect in every way, Tim Daly, Henry, the father, flies off the handle, talks to her about her terrible choices, her terrible this. They do nothing with the heroin, Julie. I know. I know. Where is the heroin? I mean, it's still in her pocket. And I just don't are, they have bathrooms in that security? I know. Henry, get the heroin and flush it down the toilet. So yeah. now the, you know, 21-year-old college dropout who continually makes really bad choices has heroin in her pocket. So I think we, <laughs> think we know where that is heading. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then Henry has another meeting with Jill Hennessy, NSA boss. I was surprised to see the ombre in Jill's hair, weren't you? Like, <laughs> like that? Yeah. I was surprised that the... The yes. ombre, the shading happening in her yes. uh, I, I, I don't know what that's about, Leah. Maybe to give her like a more mysterious air about her. I'm, I'm not sure. But that, that there's going to be trouble there. That's what I wrote in capital letters. Okay. Trouble brewing okay. with, with our dreamy uh, professor, uh, Henry. You know, that he's going to have a very difficult time trying to tur turn one of those Russian students. Okay. You just... They're Russian, Liam. Okay. Let's just keep that in mind. And then finally, at the end of the day where she's been the president, she's, you know, executed a pardon. She saved the world. Uh, she's dealt with family issues. She has to go to this dumb talent show. And I am sure, like you, Julie, like everyone else in America, when she's stressing out, breathing into a bag about singing, you are screaming, for God's sakes, you have two Tony Award winners on your staff. Phoebe Newworth <laughs> and Bettina Miller, make them sing the stupid song. And that is, I mean, come on. And right. that is exactly what happens at the end. Madam Secretary, who looks unbelievable in that black dress with the cape, like was the cape built into the dress? How did uh, that, that work? Was, was that, that was dreaming land, but I, and I did some deep background research. Yeah. And she wore a similar dress um, when she appeared with Tim Daly when they went to that big the press club uh, dinner in Washington. Oh, their Same first public kind of dress on. Oh, so the first it public was it appearance. was a very good look. It would look yeah. very good on you, Liam. Yeah, that look. <laughs>
That's what I thought too, Julie. I thought that. <laughs> I thought that. So, okay. So she's wearing this great dress. She's watching the song. And finally, what we all want to happen happens. The two Tony Award winners get up there and they, they do their thing on stage. And the guys, the folks from Asia, they really enjoyed it, Julie. And now we yes, understand why. Because this yes, is their they thing. They yes. loved the wacky parody song about the Trans-Pacific trade deal. <laughs> <laughs> those lyrics were tough lamb yes I, I was thinking i don't understand these lyrics how does the audience okay so let's hope there's more singing and dancing in the future maybe even a madam secretary musical number now that we know who's on board there on the staff because i don't actually think daisy is a very good press secretary but she does appear, she does, she have, she does have a tony award for uh well, Lynn, there's going to be a holiday show i know it so i <laughs> think there's going to be carols that's <laughs> Right. There's going to be some big Christmas party show. And then we're going to we're going to see that. Yeah. All right. And then uh, we get some previews of next week and actual Madam Secretary Madeline Albright is going to be on the show next week. So that's exciting. Yes. Yes. OK. And but there was one on a, a one sort of threatening note right at the end. Oh. And that was about the solar flares. I mean, Thank who you. who really believes in solar flares? No. Right. No one. But that, in fact, that Air Force One. The uh, communication did not go out because of solar flares. It was mal. It was a malware attack, Lian, okay. and that was an act of war. Act of war. You're right, Julie. I forgot to. I was so transfixed by um, her dress. I was <laughs> you forgot the act of yeah, war. Yeah, not the act of war. <laughs> One little tiny detail there. You know, does it seem like um, just in general she's involved in like every dis- decision for the government? I mean, does the Secretary of State like? Do they call the cabinet in that much when things happen? Like, okay, get the cabinet in here. Do you think that's how it actually works? No, I don't. Okay. I don't think they talk to each other at all. Okay, so I think the president <laughs> makes all the decisions. Okay, all right, all right. We have enjoyed this t- this episode of Madam Secretary. We're still looking for a name for a recap show, so we'll have to have to figure that out. Uh, if you're new to Satellite Sisters and just listening to this for the first time, you can find many, many more podcasts at SatelliteSisters.com or find us on Facebook. Uh, you can also find us at Twitter at Sat Sisters and Instagram, the same at Sat Sisters. We're going to be doing this recap every Tuesday uh, for the run of Madam Secretary. All right, Julie, anything else going on this week? Um, I'm, I have some urban Nana duties this week. How about okay. yourself? I don't have much going on this week, okay, so that's I, good. I, I, I get okay. very busy next week, a lot of activities, but this week I'm just kind of writing and doing my own thing, and um, I, I'll, I'll admit it, I have started going to hot yoga, so we'll <laughs> Okay, we'll need a report. Yeah. It's, I like it. It's just warm yoga. It's not super hot yoga. I have to work my way up to that. So as the 12-year-old yoga instructor said, have you gone to the hot yoga? I was like, no, I'm old. So... Uh, <laughs> I'll report back, though. I'll let you know how that goes. I got a free week at a new yoga studio. Checking it out. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.